and welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. As you can tell, I am not Max. I'm not Isaac. Uh, Lord knows you guys are jonesing for those dulcet tones of Isaac Edlin. But nope, it's me, Jared the Infinity Bear, back again. Uh, joining me today is a familiar face, a longtime familiar face, and a brand new uh, face to this podcast. Let's start with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Robbie. Robbie, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Happy to be on here tonight. Uh, my mother-in-law's in town, so I'm kind of happy that I got away from uh, having to entertain her for the night. Happy. Okay, then. Wow. Notice how I said that very quietly, just in case yeah, she's outside. My man came out here guns a-blazing. All right. We'll see. You haven't even introduced me yet, but I got to right. talk. <laughs> Weird energy already, but let's go. Um, a... a very old but familiar voice uh, has almost as many appearances on this podcast as Zane Ellis. Uh, you've heard him before, and you're hearing him now. Uh, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Wait, was so Zane's only been on the podcast twice? Because then this is it my feels second that time, way, right? Robbie, what do you think? <laughs> Something like that. It's, the number is probably higher, but. The number of times people remember it is probably lower. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two feels right. Uh, uh, Jared, I'm doing well. Thank you for thank you for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to chat MCU with you guys and other things. So, yeah. And we have a friend of the podcast, but one who hasn't been on yet. Uh, Cicero, how you doing, man? Uh, mama, I made it. I'm, I'm <laughs> here, here now. I have arrived. You know, listen, if this is the last thing I ever do, um, Die happy man, will, yeah. Th- this will be the first thing that is on my epitaph. You're so, saying <laughs> that you don't want to hang on until you get to see Morbius? Like, come uh, on. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I would love to, but if I don't, yeah. then all things have been accomplished. I don't think that probably be what kills you. <laughs> all right. Uh, I just want to say that uh, Robbie Robbie came in guns a blazing, but then he put the potatoes on top of them. And right. we talked about who was in his house. So, uh, well done, <laughs> yeah. well done, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. You yeah. Gotta find a well, way to get I out mean, of that. The, th- the thing, the thing I'd say is, man, you're gonna be in so much trouble when your wife listens to this. Oh, absolutely. But as, a, as but as a, but as a person who's been podcasting yeah. for nine years and has and had a significant other throughout that entire time, I know that she won't be listening. That's so the thing. She's never listened to a single podcast. Everything is Not okay. One. Everything is okay. She is she is very happy that you are doing the thing. She fully supports everything that you're doing. She has no idea what's happening. I'm not going to bury the lead here, but I will pivot a little bit. Uh, Mike and Cicero, obviously we know where to find you guys, but if we have listeners tuning in for the first time, or maybe they haven't been around long enough to hear Mike's first appearance, who are you guys and what's your connection to us? Yeah, so uh, I met you guys um, through the interwebs, um, through tweeters. Basically, I was uh, back when I was streaming uh, on Twitch. We kind of uh, met, and so then I decided to quit streaming and start a podcasting network called The 90s First. And so that's Isaac, uh, Infinity Bureau Isaac, was on the very first episode of that, reviewing uh, the Batman animated series, the very first episode of that uh, show. And... So it's kind of uh, spawned. I had this idea to start a, a video game debate show um, called The 90s First Take uh, as a play on ESPN First Take. So that's when uh, I was like, Cicero had already been on an episode of The 90s First reviewing some Star Trek stuff. And I was like, Cicero, I got to have you 
on this '90s first take show. You got to be my Stephen A. To to me, Max Kellerman. You know, ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Cicero was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on board. Um, and super grateful that he did. And yeah, Cicero, uh, you want to take it away? We changed our name. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we changed we changed our name to the name of the segment, the thing that people were coming to see, right? Um, and that is test your mind, uh, and you know, immediate nod to to uh, you know uh, the Mortal Combat, and 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 that's what we're that's what yeah. we're engaged in, yep. Mortal nonsense video game combat, every life week. or death stuff, really. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, no continues. See, um, see, a test your might is never perfectly balanced. We're always, right. <laughs> always on the edge of death. <laughs> we say yeah. perfectly balanced. I have no idea what that means in the context of this podcast. We're the most like biased, like tilted people. You have no idea how many times I like question what that even means. Because yeah. <laughs> like we it go perfectly balanced, cool. but then there's like there's yeah. four guys that are 100 percent Marvel, and there's two guys that are mostly DC. Yeah, but even like us who are the DC guys. Are like, oh, we really like Marvel too. Like, there's, it's not perfectly balanced at all. WB is in a rough place right now. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> so, this is uh, for the fans listening at home. This is actually the second part of a two part crossover. If you want to hear Isaac uh, holding his own on Test Your Mic, go ahead and check that out. Uh, link will be in the description. We invited these guys on to sort of reciprocate that. Now, we have never done anything like this on our podcast, but uh, we thought it would be cool to do this crossover. Not on purpose. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Max and Mark do this all the time, but yeah. it is more uh, by accident than an actual segment. Are you a heel or a baby face? If you can make any flavor cheese it, what would it be? Is it pronounced Grogu or Groku? If Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie, can it be star-studded? It's time for the Infinity Gauntlet, here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. Cicero. Yes. You have not been on this podcast before. Which I have means not. You've never had to survive the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. Do you know what the Infinity Gauntlet is? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know what an Infinity Gauntlet, sure. gauntlet okay. is. <laughs> uh, for you and for the folks at home, the Infinity Gauntlet is a way for us to test you to see if you can survive and hang on our show. Um, okay. We hope you survive the experience. Most do not. <sighs> I, you know, I'm not feeling so well, Mr. Stark. All right. <laughs> hang in there, my man. Uh, first question in our Infinity Gauntlet comes at you from none other than a uh, longtime guest of the show, Zane. Zane says, oh, no. Zane is a wild card. I don't know if you know this. His questions are always- An enigma. Right. Yeah, something else. Yeah. He says, if you could eliminate one color from the world entirely, what color would you remove and why? Um, fuchsia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because no one really knows what it is okay good i was gonna say i don't know what color that is i think it's like a purple right so but, it's like a yeah. purplish red yeah. right okay. yeah i work in so, clothing so right. i nice. know what fuchsia is right. well, <laughs> well it's, it it's first. not only do i not know what that color is and i i don't really know how to spell it so sure. it, eliminate it get it out of here mike could you s just spell fuchsia for yeah, us right now f f u c h S I A, <laughs> I believe. You can keep going. I would just keep on no, reading you. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, sure, I totally that, thought that you were going to spell out F U, and I was like, <laughs> Wow, I yeah, actually got it right. I actually got okay. it right. So, 
I thought you were about to like just tell him. We gave you the layup just to be like, yeah. F you and leave me alone. <laughs> that took me places. I was not ready for that. Oh, man. All right, Robbie, do you have an Infinity Gauntlet question for Cicero here? You know what? I didn't have one like on the sure. docket because I, I totally spaced it today with the mother-in-law in town. But I do have <laughs> one you now. You got to stop it, Robbie. Br- hey, bring I know. her in have her ask the question. Uh, we, we were busy. <laughs> we, went to, we went to the Museum of uh, Science here in Minneapolis. Um, okay. I, I'm looking around at my Funko Pops, and that's how I've decided this question. Who wins in a fight? Captain America? Ooh. Versus Master and, Chief. And, and why? Um, and why? Explain topical. your answer. Uh, yep, explain your answer. Which Captain America? We're talking, we talking Steve, Steve Rogers? Rogers? We'll talk MCU talking Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Um, um, all right, so then I'm going to go. I'm going to go Steve Rogers because he can do this all day. He can do this all <laughs> day. <laughs> Oh, that's it, guys. Uh, we have right. to stop the podcast now. We have copyright infringement. <laughs> that was too on point. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you went Captain America. I'll, I'll be honest. I feel like the regenerating. Um, I mean, he has guns for one and grenades and regenerating shield. Right. I, I think I think there's, there's a, a level of ingenuity that Steve Rogers has that supersedes the Mjolnir armor. Um, and that I think that uh, once Steve realizes, oh, I can't beat the armor, I've got to get him out of it, he'll figure a way to get him out of the armor or at least attack the armor in a way where he can, like, you know, hit the data port where Cortana is or something like that. Banking on Steve Rogers' like, tactics and abilities. I, 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 I can vibe with that. I can vibe with yes. that. Yes. So I we're disagree. Going with the TV, we're going with the TV show version of Master Chief. Yeah, if we're going with the TV show version, like he take, we're going to talk about that. I'm pretty hot about that. But <laughs> All right. Max says this. If you had a chance for either a guaranteed shot at a million dollars, like in your pocket right now, you just had a million dollars, or... Flip a coin for a billion. If you lose, you get nothing. Which do you go for? Um, so guaranteed million dollars tax free. Oh. Or at, I would he assume. doesn't specify. Yeah, let's say if, let's say a million tax free. Million tax free, or so that's that's so just for those people that are uh, that are paying attention and listening. That's about one point four eight million um, in cash. And then you know you can give the tax taxes to the government. Um, so so <laughs> let's yeah. let's uh, so let's see. Or fifty fifty chance on a billion a, with, that, a B, th- a billion, with a B a billion a cool not, bill yeah. not taxed. Uh, I'm uh, uh, let it ride, man. Let's let's flip the coin. You get to keep the coin let, if you don't get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So at least, but, I the, got but the, the coin's a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'll. You know what? Let it, let it ride. Let it ride. Let's 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 get the shot. Like if I'm I'm no worse than I am right now. Yeah. With 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 the chance to except like, you have to live with the crippling regret that you almost had a billion dollars or a million or just a or, million dollars. Or, yeah. Or, right, or a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Um, Max would appreciate yeah. that answer though, because Max is a gambling man. Max yeah. is a high roller for sure. Yeah. Uh, He's also one percenter. So like that tracks. Right. right. Let it, <laughs> let it ride. Let it ride. Uh, Mark says, if you formed a band, 
What mm-hmm. genre of music are you in? What's the name of the group and name of the first album? Wow, Mark is really going all in on this, huh? Wow, okay. Um, so if I form a band, what what kind of band would it be? If I formed a band, it would be a jug band, 100%. <laughs> All right. 100% would be a jug band. Yeah. Um, it would be, we would be a neo-soul jug band um, that is, uh, that's called Jugs Full of Honey. <laughs> um, and our first album, the title would be. Is Mike your spoons guy? Oh, oh yeah. Mike. Yeah. 100% Mike's my spoons guy. Yeah. Um, I can, was, I, can I, I name? Can I, I name the album? I would not be. I would not be <laughs> on the on the jug though. Sure. I would be on the washboard. Right. I would be the washboard <laughs> guy. So go ahead. You want to name the name our first album? Go ahead. Yeah. Please. So Jugs, for Jugs, Jugs of Honey, of honey the right. the first album obviously has to be Winnie the Pooh and Friends. <laughs> mm. Or or a hundred hundred acre wood. Oh yeah, get on that. that Kenny Loggins action. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred acre Jeez. wood. I listen okay. to that. Sounds good. Yeah, the Down neo soul <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> At no point from start to finish of that answer did I know where you were going to go next. Yes, <laughs> there we go. It was a ride. And that That's is, the point. and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you tune in to test your mind every week. I love that. <laughs> Selfless plug. Plug, plug, plug. Isaac Isaac tosses you this one. I'm, I think you might like this one. All he right. says, if you were tasked with turning a video game franchise into a successful TV show, what franchise would you choose and why? If I was tasked with taking a successful video game franchise. Turn it into a TV show. You could give us a good Halo series. Mm. Oh. Wow. Can we wait? <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit on that one. Oh, wait. Um, man, uh, it's listen, been that's one you know, episode, look, guys. You, 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 right, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll you know, get into it. I'm sorry. Right, we got to we gotta hold on <laughs> to that. To, I, I, to not take a successful video okay. game franchise and He's turn turning. it into a video game uh, and turn it into a, a great television show. I like that. There was a game made by uh, EA, Electronic Arts. That came out a couple of years ago called Anthem. Mm. And (laughs) this game had you, it was like the hype kind of post apocalyptic world. um, And it had you flying around in like these different versions of Iron Man suits. Mech suits. suits. And and like the the sensation of flying was the, the best Iron Man simulation that anyone's ever had. But the rest of the game was trash, right? It just Stone was not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just was not what they had promised. Um, it it wasn't what they had envisioned. And there were there were lots of things that were left unsaid that really kind of uh didn't give the players the agency that they they needed to um in order to make that game work and and there just wasn't enough of the game itself to make it viable for a long period of time but um but the bones of that game and that world were rich and colorful and something that that was worth exploring and if we could have gotten a a story like if we could have gotten the 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 nonsense story bits that they gave and and like the cutscenes that they presented just as like stills, if we could have gotten those as action sequences in live action, that would have been a great series, I think. Sure. 
I'm with you. Like that, you. That show or that game was so hyped. Oh, yeah. Like I was I was excited for that. And then like it came out and the hype died instantly. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing as like No Man's Sky, uh, Cyberpunk, right? But the thing is, is like No Man's Sky, <clears throat> they were able to pull it out of the fire and fix it. Cyberpunk, to some degree, it sounds like did that as well. Anthem, I don't know. I mean, I know they were working on it. I know they did not give up on the project, but it's somewhere along the line. It just, it just fell apart. Like they could. Well, actually, actually, they did give up on it. They, uh, they they had a literally did. They did. Yeah, they had a yeah, they had a complete expansion set to go, and they just like we can't. We're just not releasing it. Right. So that's wild. So the difference, the difference between the three games that you that you mentioned, and and you're correct about your assessment of all three games. Um, the difference is. The the two where they were able to where they were able to actually kind of pull them out of the fire and kind of resurrect their reputations were smaller development houses where that was the game that the entire company was working on. Whereas Anthem was one game of dozens that EA was working on and there it was just such a machine. It was all Bioware. So it was one one game of three. So Mass Effect and then Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to us. Yeah. Versus these other two where the game is our life. That's our legacy, right? So we want to make our legacy good so that we can get to the point where we can just give up on games because we're making so much money on other stuff. I'm starting a new podcast. Uh, so sayonara to all the infinity bros. It's just going to be me and Cicero talking about video <laughs> games for an hour and a half. <laughs> You're, you heard it here first. Um, um, n- no, you can't steal him away from me. <laughs> Sorry. Need him for me and Mark are already starting our own podcast too. So I'm going to schmooze the dark like side wine, boys. I'm going to send you a bottle of wine. I don't know. I don't know how people do these things. Corporate espionage. (laughs) All right. My final question in the Infinity Gauntlet for you is, you can take a celebrity, uh, alive or past or fictional, out to dinner. Who do you take out to dinner and why? Oh, what celebrity do I take out to dinner and why? Um, Hmm. You know what? I am going to be the most selfish I can possibly be in That's this particular yep. moment. As you should. I am going to take out Eartha Kitt. Mm, okay. Eartha Kitt, the, uh, one of the original Catwomen yeah. from, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from 66 Batman. Right. Um, reason being is she's related to me. She's one of my cousins. Really? So, yes. So uh, I would love to be able to sit down with not only someone who whom I admire uh, as as a creator and as a as an actor um, as an artist, but someone who is one of my ancestors. So yeah, so that's that's gonna be my answer. That's awesome. Wow, that's a yeah, that's a very good answer. I like that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it wasn't wacky. No, I was going to crack a joke about how, how dare you not be funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Topical too, right? Like right. we've been talking about uh, yeah. Batman quite a bit and Catwoman. Yeah. Obviously the Absolutely. internet is a buzz over uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman 
And so, yeah, like, you know, people have been paying respects to the OG. Uh, and so, yeah, topical, timely, like, it's great. I, I was going to make a joke about how, you know, the answer we were looking for is you take Robbie out to dinner, but uh, my joke is not as cool as your actual story. So No, it's a terrible joke. <laughs> if you said that now, like, we'd shun you. Right. It's terrible. <laughs> Good thing I didn't say that on air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, welcome I, to the Infinity Bros podcast. Yeah, definitely survived. <laughs> <laughs> hey welcome to the Infinity bros the only yeah podcast right. perfectly balances all things should be i can't even talk right now um clip it you did fantastic in the infinity gauntlet so we're I gonna go it. ahead and bring you into the inner circle and uh pivot on over to our halo review um Ugh. if you guys haven't checked it out yet mm. halo is now streaming on paramount plus yeah sure um, it is <laughs> Uh, it's an adaptation for Paramount Plus. Halo will take place in the universe that came to be in 2001. This is from their website. With the launch of Xbox's first Halo game. Uh, dramatizing the epic 26th century conflict between humanity and the alien threat known as the Covenant. The Halo series will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, richly imagined vision of the future. I'm sure we're excited to see that eventually. Who knows when <laughs> the series stars Pablo Schreiber of American Gods as Master Chief Spartan 117, John, as we know him, uh, Natasha L. McElhone from California Cation as Dr. Halsey, the brilliant and conflicted, inscrutable creator of the Spartan Super Soldiers and a bunch of other people. Uh, I can spend five minutes listing them all, but you can go check it out on the website. Uh, first series is our first episode of the series is up. These are hour long episodes. Um, have all of us gotten a chance to see this? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Let's start with uh, one of our biggest uh, Halo fans on the podcast. Robbie, what did you think of this coming into it? I I love Halo. I yeah. there were some things in this episode that I absolutely adored. I loved like they did some really good stuff. Like w- for a show, they did some really good stuff with with Master Chief, with the gunplay, with with all of that. They did some really really good things. Um. Going into the show, you have to understand that they are taking massive liberties with Master Chief, with the Halo verse. Um, and with that said, and we rank things out of out of six. I don't know if we need to plug it, but yeah, we're gonna so we are potentially gonna go into some spoilers, so we'll put that bumper right here. This is Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. <laughs> Warning. And if you're, oh, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the bumpers real quick, okay? <laughs> uh, Max, cut this out for me, buddy. <laughs> and if you're listening in for the first time and you haven't heard our ranking series and how we rank things here on the Infinity Bros, we will put that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. Okay, Robbie, so you were saying your hype for this coming into it was what? My hype was a six coming in. Um, even even with like the news that they like the showrunner, the director was like, no, I've never I've never played Halo. I don't I haven't read anything Halo. I don't I don't care kind of thing. Even with that, I was I was a six. 
Also, by the way, that was taken extremely out of context. I'm sure it um, was. <laughs> like, extremely. Everything is. <laughs> but even with, like, hearing just the out of context, like, I didn't care. I was like, I'm sure, like, I'm like, I, like what you just said. Like, I'm sure it's out of context. I'm sure he's knows. Like, you can't just make a show about a character yeah. in a world and not know anything about it. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so I was still a six. I was happy. Like, the trailers were incredible like incredible trailers, some of the best trailers for a TV show that I think I've ever Absolutely. seen or reviewed. Um, and then some things happened in the show that I just didn't like. I didn't like the, how they like made it look like gameplay when you like went into their helmet. Sure. Like I didn't need to see that. I know what that looks like. I've played enough Halo to know exactly where everything is and how it looks and all that. I like how they added all the sounds in. Like you could have added those sounds in without like showing us the, in yeah. helmet view. Um, I think some of the prop guns looked really bad. Like they legit look like someone with a 3d printer printed them off and then like handed them to them and like, <laughs> but didn't do a very good job. Sure. Like, like a pretty cheap 3d printer printed them off and glued them together and handed them to them. Um, at the end of this, at, at the end of the episode, I cut, well, I don't want to get into the end yet because I feel like that's, that's its own discussion. We'll, we'll build into that. So yeah, let's, I think it was this, if this was on sci-fi, I'm sure we're all, all aware of the sci-fi sh- like TV, TV yeah, channel channel. <laughs> yeah. This would have been a really good sci-fi TV channel yes. episode. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Absolutely. If, does that make sense? Cause like yeah. those are like yeah. pretty crappy. They're all, a little like, low like budget, they try yeah. really hard, but they're low budget. <laughs> Yeah. That's unfortunately what this started to feel like a little bit. And it has me worried. So I gave the first episode a three out of six. I'm, I really hope, I really hope that that dang helmet stays on way more than it, than it came off at the end. Sure. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to leave Let's, it at that. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I, I have a feeling I know what Mike's going to say. Um, and so I'm going to pivot to Cicero <laughs> right. so we can get well, Mike to bounce um, off here a little bit. So I only watched it once, um, and after I was done watching it, and and you know, I guess uh, you know a little about me. Uh, I've I've played every Halo from inception. I love the love the game, love the series. Um, but after I was done uh, f- with the first episode, I sat there for a second and I said, "Man, people who love playing Halo." are really going to hate this episode. Mm. Are really going to hate this show. Um I loved it. I loved the show. I I I thought it was fantastic. Um I I watched the the like post show thing that they did, the propaganda show afterwards, and I think the one big piece that came out of that that was very informative um, that I think that if, if uh, people that r- really kind of aren't on board with it, look at like, this is in the halo universe, but it's this, it's a halo multiverse, right? And this is an alternate history for master chief and the covenant. And so what that does is that gives, that gives this series the, the creative freedom to kind of do things a little bit different from what we know 
the halo story sure. to be. So, right? so not to put words in your mouth, but you're, you're almost saying like, Hey nerds, divorce it from what you know, from what you understand and just enjoy it for halo. More or less. We know more that le- nerds less. can't do that. Yeah. Right. More, more or less, more or less. Right. But you know, and so the thing is as, as an, you know, as a nerd, that's, older than you guys like eventually you get there right like eventually (laughs) like if you because there are there are people that are my age and older who still haven't gotten there right but like if you get to a point where you're like oh wait a minute you know what this stuff is make-believe and it's made for my enjoyment let me see if i can find the joy out of this first and if i can't find the joy out of it then you know then let's burn it all down to the ground but let me at least try and find the joy out of it, out of make believe, right? And and not as long as it's not like crazy anachronistic, then you know, canon is canon is canon for the thing that you know, right? But then, right? Especially here we here we are. The uh, the the funny thing that that for me is comic book fans are the best and the worst at this, right? Like we we sit around and we buy issues and issues and issues of our favorite comics, right? And uh, how many times has your particular, your favorite comic series been rebooted, right? And every single time that origin story is told, it's told slightly different from the time before it. And you'll read it and you'll say, eh, you know what? I kind of like that one, the old one better than this one, right? And you always say that, right? I kind of like the old origin story better. I don't like what they changed in this one. You always say that. But then six issues later, you forget about it. Like it doesn't even matter anymore, right? You're just kind of along for the ride because you love the character and you love what's going on. So you just kind of let them tell this story. You can't change it. It's there now, right? So like if you don't don't like it, you you can not watch it, but I'm gonna keep watching it. I like that. That's a good perspective. So I, I'm going to get to you in a second, Mike, because I, I think you have a good maybe counterpoint to the things I'm about to say. So I agree with you, Cicero. I, I like the, I like the direction. I like some of the story. Um, I am very seeped in the lore. Uh, I read all the books. I thought it was fantastic. I had a hard time stomaching this one, and part of it is sort of the storyline, but also like, I think I've seen people do a lot more with a lot less. Um, so what I like to compare things to is like, go on YouTube right now. There's a one man team out of Germany or whatever. That's a Warhammer fan. And he did this series called the Stardust. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. drop the link in, in chat or whatever. <laughs> if a dude in just chat. for fun can make this <laughs> in chat, sorry, in, in our uh, show notes down below. In the show notes. Yeah. If one man can make something of this quality with no budget whatsoever, how come Paramount plus can't do this level of thing? And like, I get what you're saying. I'm going to give this a pass. I'm going to keep watching it. But to the point that Robbie was making, like some of this looked like, like really, really low budget cosplay, which is fine. If you're at a convention, that's awesome. I love seeing that stuff. But if you're a wealthy company like Paramount plus kind of unforgivable in my book, uh, I like well, the series. Uh, and, and but, I, sorry, go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, don't, I, I just want to make this point, right? So, you know, we're going to, we're going to lay this at the feet of Paramount plus, but that's not, really it's not 100% true and i, I kind of laughed at this as the show was starting right so this is a a uh a game series that was made by bungie that was owned by microsoft that that is owned by microsoft that was produced by showtime and funded by steven spielberg 
and is distributed on Paramount Plus. In association with 343. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, right, right. I almost think that's worse, though. <laughs> like, I almost think that you that made it worse. <laughs> that so many hands right. have touched this what, thing. What, and it's, well, that, so yeah, many that, hands. That, yeah. And then yeah. Steven Spielberg is touching this. Yeah. If Spielberg's. In its defense, though, like, <laughs> it touched that many hands, and at least it came out, right? Yeah, at least we have a series true. to to go into. I agree with a lot of your guys' points. Um, I disagree slightly with the budget. I thought that some of the set pieces and um, some of the CGI, especially the uh, Covenant, the elites looked amazing. The elites looked powerful. They looked brutal. Um, let me start with a couple likes. I love the brutality of this show. Absolutely love it. Because Was not expecting have, that at all. <laughs> yeah. Not expecting <laughs> it, but I think, I think we need it. I think this is, I think... Halo has been a T-rated game for such a long time. It's until been a, it's an M-rated game, actually. Oh yeah, M-rated game for it's such an a long game time with, with and no violence in it, and it's not violent. Yeah. And so I think, especially with a super soldier as such Master Chief, like I, it needs it needed to be violent, and so I love that. Um, Again, I love the set pieces. Uh, I think that some of the CGI worked really amazing. That opening scene, that opening 18 minutes was just an awesome way to open it. Um, but then it got very drama heavy. Um, it, it almost went into the... This is gonna sound as sound like a diss, but it almost went into the CW route where uh, you know it just just kind of you can't started. say that and it not sound like that not be a diss. That's a diss. <laughs> so just just slightly because the reason why I say this is because I like some of the CW shows and I and I think there's I think there's merit in laurels for for having those types of shows. But regardless, um, teenage angst and bad bad CGI is Mike's thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I'm kind of in the middle. I don't think I loved it um, because I had some issues with it, but uh, I think that what really stands out about this first episode is that it's a great foundation for what is to come. I said this I said this uh, on our podcast. We did a review of it, so check out the 90s first. If you guys like, shameless plug, ha-ha. Um, Nothing you I can said, do about it, Max. It's in there now. I said, I said that like, Kind of like, and you guys love you guys love Star Wars too. So I'm gonna bring it up. Kind of like the Mandalorian. The first episode in the Mandalorian wasn't all that we wanted it to be. It and then and then eventually the series was all that we wanted it to be. Yeah, um, right. And so I think that's where Halo is going to come in. This is a fantastic foundation, Robbie. I know you're itching to talk about the demasking, and so am I. So go ahead, you start. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, here, we'll throw it back to Mandalorian. At least in the first episode, he kept his helmet on. <laughs> My fear is that this isn't going to be Mandalorian. It's going to be Boba Fett. <laughs> I haven't seen Boba Fett yet. So. Oh, no. You only need to watch two episodes in their Mandalorian yeah, episodes. <laughs> I think you can watch the entire series, but I, but I do understand exactly what you're saying. And I, I also, so on our show, we, we debated whether or not uh, he chief should have his helmet on or keep it off um, or, or take it off. And I argued that he should keep it on. Um, right. Like that's part, like part of the mystique is this just like the Mandalorian, right? Right. Like, 
it, it could be anybody exactly under that, right and it doesn't matter right like and the whole point of master chief when you're playing halo is that you're master chief right like you're living that story so it doesn't matter what's under that helmet what's under that helmet is what you see in the mirror every day and if you if like if at some point i wind up seeing so, something other than my reflection in the mirror then it stops being me playing master chief it's just me controlling master chief playing playing a game well that's always um, been my thing with like with other video games that don't let you like design your character and then they just pick someone for you. Like I had a struggle with this for the Witcher for the longest time where it's like, I want to pick who I want to be. I eventually learned to love Geralt and be the Witcher. But like at the, at the start of it, I was like, I don't get to choose what I look like. I never had that issue with master chief because I just, I'm him. I'm in the helmet. That's me. Right. 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 Yeah. What do you think about this voice? Was this jarring for you, Robbie? The voice voice? didn't bother me. The, the, The biggest issue I have the biggest issue I have is once the helmet came off, he stopped acting like Master Chief. Yeah. He acted completely different. He he reacted like with emotion, extreme like extreme emotion for a guy who was just cool, calm, and collected. And he he responded in a way that you would expect like an actor who was trying to express like emotions would. He didn't respond how Master Chief did. If he took off his helmet. And was still like the stone cold killer Master Chief. I probably would have been okay. I like I, like because I am giving this a chance. I'm going to watch the entire season. Like the, the, nothing is going to make me take away from this. But as soon as he took it off, I was like, oh, that's a that, like. I, I kind of knew they were going to do that because I think there was some a report that came out that they were going to. I didn't think it was going to be the first episode, which which also threw me off. I thought that was going to be like end of the season he takes his helmet off to reveal who he is to like help somebody kind of thing but he somebody mouth to mouth maybe i don't know (laughs) hey hey they can do what they want paramount plus um it, it was how much he changed his personality once the helmet came up it like it completely took me out of it i was like the master chief five minutes ago wouldn't have acted like that and that—that's well, what bothered me. I mean, that I was kind of—it was kind of written in the episode, though, that he's starting right. to become more aware of his past. Sure. Right. And I think. I think. Yeah. Like I think that. that a couple of things happened in the episode that would give give the actor the the like the the creative freedom to to show that level of emotion. So the first is he touches the stupid crystal down on the planet on Madrigal, right? And he starts having like these flashbacks of things he never knew before or whatever, right? Um then he then he's like in the thing he's talking to this girl uh and she's telling him a version of a story that he knew a version of Right. And he went in as a conquering hero and she saw him as a as as a demon in the same way that as the, as the covenant did. And when they had the facts of the story, you know, for the, 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 the large bullet points of that story, correct. You know, as they were they're having that, you know, as they were telling the story, but the details, right, the perspectives of it were very different. And what he realized in that moment was that he had no reason not to believe the assessment of this girl whom he just met versus 
the the organization that he's known for the entirety of his existence, right? Whatever his life has been as John one one seven, right? But like he he knew right then and there, like oh maybe they did lie to me because why would she lie to me about? what these people were at that particular moment. And then the next thing that happens is he gets a kill order for her and he knows she's not a threat. He knows she's not a threat, right? And in fact, she in, in a short period of time has, has become an ally to him, right? As someone who is outside of the structure that he can just have a conversation with. And all of those um, emotions were conveyed with the helmet on. Yes. Like that's yes. the thing I would argue. But, like I can tell that he's going through those thoughts and emotions right. without right. seeing his face, which I, would be I my, don't like, disagree. I don't yeah. disagree. Well, and that's, and that that's the thing with the, with the helmet is that for me, it is okay for me if he takes it off. I, I don't mind that. That's not what I don't mind. What I do mind is that what the halo games did is they created master chief as a, empathetic, loving, caring human without seeing his face and in the suit. And that's, that's what they could do for this show. My biggest problem with the helmet taking off was the longevity. He took it out. He took it, he took it off 10 minutes before the episode was done and he had it off for that entire time. I just hope that they don't, don't think that that needs to be the source of chief's emotion and chief's uh, stuff like that. So 1 billion percent on the same pack with you. It was like the whole time, like after, okay, reveals the helmet takes like shows the lady his face or whatever. It's like, we're good. And then just leaves it off the whole time. Like I'm completely taken out of the episode because I'm just like, put the helmet back on. Put the helmet back on. There's people with guns. You can't track anything because you just have your eyes now. Put the helmet on. Exactly, because he is in a situation where the helmet would somewhat be necessary, like would help his his situation. I mean, he's about to fly something. You know how they could (laughs) have fixed that entire thing? They could have been like, they turned off my me being able to see through my helmet. Like, that's all they had to do, like just to fix that in general. They could have just been like, give a reason for it. UNSC turned it off. I can't see through it. I don't, can't see per- peripherals. Like I have to take this off now. Or even if they took the creative license to maybe change what his visor does. Maybe his visor, maybe he has a retractable visor, and he could show his eyes to the person. Oh, I Something love that like too. that. All in. Something like that. It's. I again, I don't care that it per- in particular comes off. What I do care is if it if they lean on that throughout the show like he he can be just as emotional just as empathetic just as human with the helmet on throughout the whole show mandalorian's been doing it and they've been doing it fantastically right like yeah and when and and when pedro pascal took off his helmet every single time it was intentional there was a reason for it and it furthered the pot like this this is does nothing for us. And he puts it back on. Paramount, just hire <laughs> us. We'll, we'll fix your whole series. But in counterpoint to that, it meant, it meant nothing to us, but that's because one, as Cicero said, we're nerds and we love Halo. Sure. And two, yeah. it mean it meant something to Quan in that moment. 
Uh, she's she's looking at a visor she's looking at a helmet and she thinks that these super soldiers are robots that's that's what's written into the lore and also you're a lore guy um there jared master chief takes his helmet off in the books all the time it's true um and so it is there is a precedence for it um anyway i know you do it out of six 4.5 out of six (laughs) from me (laughs) sister what about you Uh, i'm gonna give it a five out of six I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, what's what where the ride's going to take us. Um, I think that's where I'll end. But but you know, there's a chance for for the ride to get worse. Yeah, and and a small chance for the ride to get better. <laughs> Robbie, what do we got? <laughs> I gave it a three. I gave it a three at the okay. beginning. I, I'm I'm staying on board. Like I'm gonna watch it because it's still Master Chief, and like if, if the story picks up, then I'll be all in. Like I like where the story's going, but like just like we were saying, like the helmet can come off when it's intentional and when it means something. But then when the length gets to be like I'm keeping it off for no reason, it doesn't make sense to me. And and, and like Mike said, I feel like that's like they thought they need they needed to do it. And I feel like we're going to see a, a lot of his face throughout this series. And I'm that makes me very worried. That makes me extremely worried for the show. And I, I, it makes me worried on if I'm going to like it because I really want to like it. One, one final thing. Sorry, I know you want to move on, Jared. But Pablo, Pablo completely shattered any like um, reservations that I had in my opinion, when the helmet is on, like, I don't need Steve Downs. Like, I think Pablo did a fantastic job with his voice and his inflection to create, to create the chief, you know? So it's a little weird, not hearing that. Yeah. It's a little weird, but not, not so much that it divorces you from the scene. I still think he's a phenomenal actor and did a great job. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no complaints there. I gave it a four out of six. I'm cautious, but very optimistic. I love halo. Like Robbie said, I'm still going to watch the whole thing. So um, probably what you've tuned in for, if you're a fan of both of these uh, series, we are going to pivot into our very own Test Your Might. Um, originally, <laughs> we had uh, Robbie and Max uh, you know, gonna be touching Mark gloves and Ma- against... Mark and Max. Or sorry, Mark and Max touching <laughs> yeah. gloves against you two. Uh, but both of them got sidetracked. So we pulled... Uh, Robbie out of retirement, uh, our <laughs> the ace in the hole. <laughs> retirement. Uh, so w- the way we're going to do this um, is not 2v1 because uh, although Robbie, I think, could could handle his own, um, we're going to do 1v1v1. Uh, so I'm going to pitch these off to you guys. Let's start with Cicero first for this one. Who besides Cap is most worthy to carry Mjolnir? Who besides Cap is most worthy to carry Mjolnir? Is this only MCU? Sorry, I don't want. Oh yeah, I need to know is the this, rules here. Yeah, is this only? This is only MCU. Only MCU. We're dealing with just MCU, not comics. Okay, MCU. I was not. I was not prepared for this because oh. the outline Isaac gave me it says Team is Cap it? versus Team Iron. Man. Yeah, this is not in the outline. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Ooh, you got to be okay. able to think on your feet. Yeah, right. usually I, I host Test Your Mind. Which, so. which I, oh, which I can. Stop, stop with the excuses, Mike. Yeah, stop with the excuses, man. You just got to be ready for it. So if Oh, if I've beaten you is, enough times. Just get ready. Well, you're not going to beat this answer because the answer is Peter Parker, definitively. Oh, okay. Which Peter? Oh, my goodness. 
or oh, all of them. You, wow, no, spoilers. Are, are, are you talking? You said MCU. God, MCU? Spoilers. There's three. Oh, yeah, MCU, MCU Peter. Right? MCU Peter. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Spidey Sp- Spider Man One. Spider Man Number One is. No, no, no. Spider Man. Spider Man One is is uh oh that's right it's tom holland right tom. you're right spider-man yeah. 3 is to i can't remember no spider-man, no, spider-man 2 3 is andrew garfield andrew, okay. yeah so, Jeez, spider-man 3 is andrew garfield Spider- okay. Spider-Man that movie is okay. so good it's can so we just talk so about spider-man no way yeah, home yeah. again <laughs> yeah. so spider-man spider-man 1 peter parker uh is clearly that's gonna be hard to beat all right c- clearly the one who's worthy i like that robbie I'm looking at my Funko Pops because I have the, the OG <laughs> six here, and, and sure. you know, because I have the the original OG like camera shot panoramic view of them, sure, like sure, sure. that they made into Funko Pops. And I'm looking at them, and none of them are the answer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but one of them is half the answer. Okay, I made this a oh. riddle. Bruce oh. Banner oh. is worthy. Okay, the Hulk is not, but Bruce okay. Banner. Is worthy to pick up Mjolnir. Interesting. Okay, I think I, like that. Bru- I think Bruce is willing. It, it has a has a pure heart and is willing to do the right thing. And I think he is worthy to pick up Mjolnir. Okay, I don't Mike. know about the Hulk, but who do you got? Bruce is. <sighs> this might come out of left field just slightly, um, because. This person's past certainly does not speak to the hope, the the heart, the the might that you need to wield Mjolnir. But I think this person's, I'll, I'll say present, because we're not too far removed from this movie, creates this, this version of this character that really, really shows the sacrifice, the willingness and the courage to be worthy of carrying that hammer. And that and that's Black Widow. Interesting. I like these picks. All right, Cicero, we're going to kick it back to you. Why okay. is Peter more worthy than Black Widow and Bruce Banner? Um because he's the purest, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is the one that uh understands the everyman in a way that n- that none of the other ones do um he has he is sacrificed right now i know black widow sacrificed herself but 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 black widow's sacrifice was was not as much as a sacrifice as it was a repayment of a penance and um so uh you know and and, and it can serve two masters but but peter Peter is he's just a a great guy who just in in all aspects of his life tries to do the right thing for the most people. Um in a way that even Bruce even Bruce Banner has not, right? Because so like if we look at MCU Bruce Banner's brilliant scientist and you know all around pretty decent dude. Um but he's experimented on things that Probably he shouldn't have experimented on, and um, and he, he, you know, he's he's done some things that he probably isn't necessarily too proud of, right? Like 
you can have that same intellect, right? Or at least a similar enough intellect in Peter Parker with, with the ethics and the morality to know like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't experiment on uh, animals in, in these ways because they're sentient beings too. Robbie, um, what do you got to add to this? I just got to like, we're talking about the Peter Parker that like was super selfish enough to like want everyone to forget. And then like, <laughs> you know, because they couldn't get into college. Is, is that the same Peter Parker? Right. Be, say it, that, but that it wasn't same for one? him. It was for his friends. The, the same Peter Parker was that was super forgetful friends. just to like, you know, call the college and be like, it wasn't, oh, hey, can we, it wasn't, can we like talk about this? It wasn't forgetful. <laughs> it was naivety. <laughs> It was naivety. Naive is fine if you're if you're if you're seven and not a super genius. Not as forgivable when you're eighteen and you know the next Tony Stark. That would be he he he, his (laughs) his belief was that the problem he saw the problem in front of him as people knowing that he was Spider Man being a problem. So let's remove that. Not arguing, even though somebody knows that I'm Spider Man. Don't ignore that and and help my friends. All right, Mike. So he was that. he was completely cleared, right? He was completely <laughs> cleared of being of like any wrongdoing. Yeah, he's worthy. He, he's he worthy. is completely clear. Like he didn't he, do anything right, wrong. Mike. We knew that. <laughs> Let's pivot, Mike. What do you got for us? Do I get to say why Bruce Banner was better? I don't know how this works. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. bouncing around a little bit. Okay, go um, ahead, bounce around. I don't. I'm, I'm learning. No, you're good. Um, have you debated before? It's all good. Um, f- first of all, um, he's never debated, so Hulk is not – or Bruce Banner, sorry. Is not, um, and No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, you, use the word, you use the word purist, and I think that's just – maybe noble was, should have been the better word choice because I'm going to use your words against you. First of all, okay. Thor – is literally the the wielder of Mjolnir, and he is drunk off his butt in Endgame. Fat is he really pure? He's also not the the best uh, source of character and stuff within most of the MCU. Um, and then also, it, Peter, I believe it or not, at the end of uh, Spider Man No Way Home, he literally was about to kill Green Goblin, um, and he needed he needed the other Peters. He needed Pe- Peter. He, he just ne- needed himself. He, I know he, he needed the other Peters, Spider Two and Spider Three, the real Peter, <laughs> to to <laughs> stop him. Um, I I don't know if the I don't know if purist is the best argument that you got there, um, and. I understand that you're saying Bruce Banner could could wield Mjolnir, but at the end of the day, you didn't pick Professor Hulk. Um, you should have picked Professor Hulk because Professor Hulk would have been the right answer because he's the one that, as your podcast says, is perfectly balanced, as all things should be, with the Hulk and Bruce Banner. That's who you should have chose. Well, I mean, Black Widow... I think Black Widow, obviously, you're going to ding me because you guys are going to come back at me because Black Widow has a crappy past. And sure, I will give you that. She really does. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Peter wouldn't have had the chance to stab Green Goblin if she didn't sacrifice herself for the Soul Stone. Um, and is it the Soul Stone? You guys correct it was me a, if I'm wrong. It was the Soul Stone. Soul yeah. Stone in order to have that final endgame. Um, she, she eventually, she proved her worth to wield the hammer just as Steve Rogers did at the end as well. I, I, so the one argument I would make is, well, first I would say 
Mike, your argument, if I were adjudicating, your argument right there would be enough to win because it was brilliant. That argument, those counterpoints were remarkable, except for this one part. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that you, you're saying that um, Black Widow's uh, redemption arc was completed with her sacrifice. So she'd only be worthy of wielding the hammer after she was dead. So therefore, she can't wield the hammer because she's not worthy until she dies. So um, I will I will accept your um, semantic suggestion and say <laughs> that uh, Peter Parker is the most noble of of the three choices that yeah. were given. You're lucky and I made your argument better. <laughs> therefore. <laughs> I think it is is Iron All right, Robbie. That <laughs> pitch me on is. pitch me on Hulk being or not Hulk, sorry, not Hulk. Banner being noble or worthy or or whatever the current state of the argument is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the whatever the argument needs, right? Yeah. I think Bruce Bruce does what needs to be done only when it needs to be done. Right? Bruce tries not to bring out the Hulk because he knows the Hulk brings destruction. Like he brings out the Hulk when necessary. Bruce Banner would only need to use Mjolnir when necessary. The necessity is, is, is what it gets, what it gets down to for me. Bruce Banner is a good man, obviously made professor Hulk, which professor Hulk might've been a good answer, but professor Hulk creeps me the frick out. So I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of professor Hulk. <laughs> Professor Hulk to me is just Bruce Banner in the Hulk's body, right? <laughs> so you take all the good that you can out of Professor Hulk and you have the same guy. He's just, you know, he's just not handing tiny tacos to Ant-Man. Bruce Banner is good, he is worthy, and he is willing to do what he must. And that's why he wields Mjolnir. Black Widow, like you said, can't wield, me, can't wield me on her because she's dead. Peter Parker, even after learning all these things, tried to kill Green Goblin. Even after all, all, all the big things came out, still had so much anger in him that like his, his go-to, he needed Toby, the real Spider-Man number one, to stop him from killing Green Goblin. Otherwise, Green we, Goblin killed his mom. She killed Aunt May. It, it, that's his mom. I know we want to call Aunt May mommy, but we he <laughs> killed, killed Aunt May. Yes, Martha? Oh, clip it. Clip <laughs> it. Jeez Louise. All right. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> Not anymore, I guess. You can't point to a point where Bruce Banner has had that sort of situation. Okay. I think I'm ready to call it. Uh, you guys made fantastic points. I'm going to have to give it to Cicero. It, it, he just, man, you sold me on Peter Parker so well. I, I get what you guys are saying about the other ones. Um, it's hard to divorce some of the things that, that Bruce Banner has done in the name of science that are pretty, pretty rough. Is that in the uh, MCU? Where's that in the MCU? Absolutely. Ooh. He created Ultron. <laughs> He helped create Ultron. He was working yeah. Ultron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was mostly Tony's uh, fault, I think. <laughs> and then, uh, you, you know, you, it was compelling with Natasha. You had me all there. And then you kept bringing it back to the movie and her penance. And all I was thinking was, 
she never went back to look for her sister the entire time. And I'm like, man, that is not, that's not where it's at. I get what you guys are saying with Peter about Green Goblin. And I think, again, his points more to naivety than it does not being worthy. So I have to give it to Cicero. Well done, my man. You suck. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> so, You're the worst. You're a homer. <laughs> um, I'm going to kick it to this whip, one. Whip. Hopefully, I, I'm looking at the outline now. Isaac did prepare you guys for this one, which is good. Um, we're going to start out in reverse order here. We're going to give this one to Mike first. Mike, if you had the choice to produce a show or movie with any unused Marvel character or team, who deserves the shot? In the so end? I want some clarification on this. Like, because Patrick Stewart was in Doctor Strange, um, the trailer. So like, <laughs> are you, are you like, are we negating the X-Men? Cause obviously it's kind of quote unquote already in. I can't tell if you're arguing it yourself in or out of the X-Men. If you're asking me if I'll allow it, I will allow the X-Men. If you're going to make that argument. I'm not doing the X-Men. Okay. Um, <laughs> nothing. No, no, it's not for sure. nothing because okay. because like what I'm what I'm getting at is that there's obviously conjecture and like obviously foreshadowing of many characters that should be coming to the MCU. I will I will allow characters that are rumored. I will allow characters that are potentially already in it. Okay. We just don't know yet. So the answer is Silver Surfer. Um, I think, I really think that the Silver Surfer uh, needs to come into the MCU, and maybe it's maybe it's further down the road. Certainly, because I believe, and you guys are MCU guys over here at the Infinity Bros. So you guys, you guys are probably can you guys are probably sitting sitting on your laurels that Galactus will eventually show up um, in the MCU. I mean, the it's it's written on the walls with you know the Fox deal and everything, and Silver Surfer obviously the mercenary of Galactus, like the the person who carries out Galactus's will. I think Silver Surfer will prove to be one of those like very intriguing and important plot points in the future of the MCU. Um, and I really, I really love the character. I have issues one and two of silver surfer, like the originals. I love, I love those comics. And, uh, I think he could really be a bright spot in what is going to be the multiverse future of the MCU. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Robbie, who do you think, what team or character deserves a shot in the MCU? I want to preface this. Preface this. This, this was not, this episode was not for me. I am a DC guy. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know just enough about Marvel to get by on this podcast. Of all the people we could have picked for this, we threw it's you in the really not the great day. that we picked me. Yeah. Especially for this one, because now we have I have to go outside the MCU. And I don't know enough to defend really, really well. However, I think what the MCU needs is a Superman type character. So I'm going to say Sentry. Wow. Okay. So I, I would love. I don't even know Sentry. who this character is. <laughs> I do. And I, I, I don't know if Robbie did this on purpose. I love this character. I don't know a ton about Sentry, but the, I know enough to know that he's, nearly and correct me if I'm wrong, but a Superman like, yeah, yeah. He, he's just Superman for MCU. 
Um, he, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's as powered by the sun just as much as Superman is. Has all the strength and speed that Superman supposedly has. If I'm wrong, go ahead and tell me. There's an interesting pivot you can take to this, and I'll see if you catch it in a minute. I um, 100% am not going to catch it. He's powerful guy. Yeah, he's very, very. Uh, okay, Cicero, what do you got for me, man? Um, so we, I guess, I really stuck to the whole team aspect of this. So I was thinking of what teams haven't been added to the MCU uh, that we can add to the MCU, and the team that stuck at in my head, the suicide squad. Pack. No, I'm not just kidding. Right, right. <laughs> what did you right. say? Sorry, I didn't catch it. Power, power pack. Oh, wow. Okay. Power pack. So, uh, yeah, power pack is a group of siblings that are, uh, they have super powered parents, um, that are named powers, right? Because, you know, uh, imagineering. Yeah. Yeah. Creativity. In, uh, in, <laughs> yes. In, in Marvel. Um, but, but my version of power pack will include the child of Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman, Sue and Reed Richards, Franklin Richards, Tattletale. So, uh, yeah, so that would be the version. I think that would make a great television series um, or, yeah, or movie to have, like, you know, or, like, Mike alluded to like the whole CW thing. Uh, Robbie is a is a DC guy, so I'm sure he was watching the CW for all the DC Arrowverse shows. At one point, yeah, right? yeah. So like, <laughs> what what Disney what Disney doesn't have, what Disney Plus doesn't really have, and they've done it a couple of times with Cloak and Dagger, and uh, what was the other show with the with they the did Runaways that, and yeah, the run with Runaways, right? Is is a teenage a teenage superhero show, you know, it's a show with like teenagers with powers and kind of dealing with the day-to-day lives, but also dealing with, um, you know, superhuman threats. And uh, that would make for a great show with, with characters that we know. Robbie rebuttal to this. Uh, The Sentry's real name is Robert Reynolds. So it's like, it's my name plus Ryan Reynolds' last right. name. Yeah. So I feel like that's a win in itself. <laughs> that's it, guys. We've got to call it. Um, powers. <laughs> I, I just feel like it'd be cool to see this guy on the screen. I, I feel like you make a movie uh, kind of like how DC did with Shazam, and you just make it Sentry, and I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> okay, Mike, <laughs> I don't have a that. good argument <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Robbie's whole argument is that you need to bring a Superman into the yeah. MCU, but like <laughs> yeah. basically, basically you have that in Captain America. Like it's really Superman is like that symbol of hope um, that you really need. And Captain America was all that in all of the MCU so far. Well, so. he's gone. So we need a new suit. We need a new Superman. We need Here a new soup. <laughs> but we, an actual Superman. We can actually like do some real, real good. No, I mean, just silver surfer just makes the most sense out of all of that. We've said, I mean, you gotta, you gotta even think of going back to Loki, right. And the the show that I know a lot of you liked, I, I didn't, but regardless, it introduced Kang. It introduced a version of Kang and Kang, a version in one of the multiverses actually takes 
Galactus out. He kills him and he becomes that source of power that Galactus was. And then that version of King actually goes throughout every single other multiverse and tries to kill every other version of Galactus. And that's where Silver Surfer easily comes in. He is part of that universe. And it would just, it's just going to, first of all, all of your guys' stuff, your arguments are nothing compared to my inevitable one. This one is going to happen. I just have this huge feeling. I mean, you're introducing the Fantastic Four eventually. Um, Silver Surfer is just going to make the most sense out of either of these. I mean, we already got Cap and what did you say? The A-team that we just said? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I Just pity the fool. Kid, yeah. I pity the fool who does not want Silver Surfer in the MCU. A five-year-old Mister T with like superpowers. I'm here for it. <laughs> there you go. Dang right. it! You just made Cicero's case. I would love to see Power Pack meets the A team. Uh, well, yeah. if you right, go ahead, Cicero, what do you got? What right. you got for me? They're going to be shooting all their powers, and then the A team's yeah. band is going to jump and turn over. And nobody's going to die. Um, so, uh, look, Silver Surfer, like Silver Surfer, would be cool. Um, but it's going to happen. Like, I think it's going to happen because like the next guardians movie, like why wouldn't there be a silver surfer in the next guardians movie? Um, like if he was going to show up anywhere, I think that he would be like anywhere in the NCU right now, silver surfer would show up in the guardians of the galaxy. Cause they're out in space anyway. Um, so yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but, 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 but to that point, it won't be his own show. He'll just appear on somebody else's show. He'll just be doing guest guest appearances, baby. He's just a guest star. He's not, you know, he's not at the top of the marquee. And that's what you want. You want to you want some top of the marquee people. And and that is where we can live is that niche that's not being explored right now. That teenage angsty, right? Like preteen mm-hmm. to teenage bar you know miss marvel's coming out right the, the, right the young <laughs> the young adult but 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 she's by herself as a team right a whole dynamic a whole family that's that's where that's where uh that's the portion of it that's not being explored yeah we're we're getting miss marvel but that's it we need more than just one ya show and that's where power pack comes in i mean but you say top of the marquee sure whatever but like silver surfer has top billing story written to him as well like this man's family was taken from him and he's working as an enslaved mercenary for galactus like there is brilliant story to be had there if it's in a movie that's fine i'm not sure silver surfer would work in a series but you know, it could be, it could work. You never know. Um, but one off movie with silver surfer and then he shows up in Avengers 17, you know, it's great. <laughs> Maybe you should just man up and fight Galactus. Sounds like a coward to me. Century would fight Galactus. I need the final word here. What do you got for me to pitch me on, uh, what if he, what if power guy, you, you know what, you know what, you know what, uh, the invincible theater, man, you know what the theaters need more of, yeah, they need more Please. really, really strong white men in leading roles. <laughs> that's what, yeah. That is true. That's what they need you know, more of. Right. You know who's <laughs> underrepresented in Hollywood? Right. <laughs> oh my! Sentry, pick me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Right I now. mean, 
Robbie, stop. Uh, okay, I gotta call it. It's a bloodbath. Uh, Mike, you sold me, man. Like, I <laughs> oh, I didn't win. win. Dang it. No. Close. <laughs> uh, I would love to see Power Pack. I feel like you have so much to explain for that, but Power Pack would be sweet. Franklin Richards would lead us into something like Future Foundation, which I'm 100% yes. here for. Yes. I love all that. I think the argument for uh, bringing Norrin Rad in makes more sense right now. I think it was very compelling. And Robbie, you buried the lead man. The best thing about Sentry is he's Superman with the mental capacity of an eggshell. This man has the most fragile emotional state in the world. And when oh. he snaps, <laughs> he turns into the void. That he sounds really neat. He's one of the mean. most compelling characters in the MCU, and you buried the lead, I should, man. I should read about that guy. Yeah, you should. Right. He's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's like the right. most mentally right. unstable version. Robbie's, Robbie's, Robbie. Robbie's argument sounded like he saw a century, like a century yeah. uh, realtor, like right. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Robbie you, wants to change his argument to to your argument. It was uh, so he can win. So he dude, can win you it. had me right in the beginning. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna b- talk about Sentry in the Void and like, <sighs> dude, like, yay, Superman, I guess." <laughs> I, if I knew anything, well, like now you tell me that. Now I'm like, he's way more. He's a great I'm way character. more interested. So basically, what you're saying is, he's kind of how we compare Batman to Moon Knight. Is that what you're saying? Right yes. Now? Yeah, he's Superman's Moon Knight. He, he's Absolutely. the same jokes that we make for Batman and Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, D- so Marvel is so, just like, let me copy this, but let me also make them mentally unstable. He's yeah, <laughs> he's got deeply, deeply crippling emotional damage. Um, I'm all, all right, right for that because I have that too. <laughs> I love, I love this. Uh, this is our blind pick. Although we already had one, so this is round two blind pick. Wait, we have it. Whoa. Okay. Um, we're gonna start with Robbie to finish this one out. Robbie. Who's taking up the mantle of Black Panther? Or rather, who should take up the mantle of Black Panther? That is, that is, that's really hard just to answer without any, like, preconceived notion that we were going to get that question. This one is, this one is courtesy of Mark, I believe, who tossed me. And and so we're talking, like, I'm ready. This one's heavy hitting. We're talking that are in the movies right now, probably, right? Correct. An existing character, or I will what? allow the argument recast him. Oh. Whether I like that argument or not remains to be seen, but I will allow you to make that argument to me. Is is Killmonger still dead? You tell me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you threw this on me, and I, I I'm offended. <laughs> Do you the, need the, me to circle back? No, around? no, 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 no. The okay. easy, the easy answer, and and the one that I, I'm gonna, I think is the easiest to defend, is yeah. would be Shuri. Okay. I think it makes the most sense. She's she's battle tested. She's also very very smart. She can take on the mantle of Black Panther, and I think, I think Marvel as a company would love for that to be the route that they go. That would be my pick. For them to go, I think Shuri makes the most sense. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say Shuri. Mike, what do you got for me? Absolutely nothing, because that was my <laughs> answer. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's. Sh- um, I refuse to argue uh, recasting because he okay. should not be. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Agreed. If you disagree with me. 
Um, I think M'Baku. Um, M'Baku yeah. should uh, take up the mantle of Black Panther. I, so, I mean, going back to my original argument with uh, Black Widow in the first one, I mean, I think he showed his worthiness of uh, the, the mantle in the end of Black Panther where he decides to take his team who he did not believe or who he did not want to be in this fight. And he takes that team and, and uh, brings them to, to the final battle. So I think uh, M'Baku shows great leadership and good warrior. i I think it'd quirk plus whoever that actor is. He's really good. I like him. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Uh, sister, what do you got for me, man? Winston yeah. Duke is his name. Winston, Winston Duke. Duke. Winston yeah. Duke is yeah. a house. Uh, so, uh, man, you guys are supposed to take one of my two answers so I could take my one answer. Um, but then, but then uh, you threw down a gauntlet. And so I, I almost want to accept the challenge. <laughs> to to of, argue recasting? Of, of arguing recasting. Oh, Tony Stark. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Tony Stark well, built well, Black Panther in a cave. Because right. <laughs> what we need is more white men. Um, <laughs> um, the Black Panther should be uh, white. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, we're going to stop man. this now. Please don't. Right. Please. Jeff Goldblum. Right. Oh, okay, uh, hold on. I'm a uh, Black Panther. I'm gonna oh, get you. Oh, wow. What yes. kind of forever? Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, so that's a cat, huh? Yeah. Oh. Cicero, you just won. Like, uh, yeah, right. There it is. Uh, there it is. Be quiet, uh, yes. uh, colonizer. <laughs> um. Oh, Apartment, yeah, apartments.com so, <laughs> Wakanda, Wakanda edition. Wakanda, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so, uh, serious answer time. Yeah. <laughs> serious answer Please. time is um, uh, no one's ever really dead in comics. Mm-hmm. So, Killmonger is alive, right? What we see, we saw him crumple over. And, you know, in T'Challa's arms while they watched the sun set. Um, He passed out. He was dehydrated. (laughs) He had blood loss. (laughs) He got in, you know, he got an infusion. And, um, you know, here's, here's, here's why Killmonger is the guy, right? Because he had an argument that wasn't completely villainous, Mm. Right. Um, his argument made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and in fact, it made so much sense that it compelled the hero to incorporate some of his ideas in how they how Wakanda operated in the rest of the world. Um, so, you bring back Killmonger, right? You you know you bring back Eric, and you let Eric take the mantle that is his blood right. And become the new Black Panther. He he clearly has the skills to be the Black Panther, and he he now has accumulated the knowledge, the experience, and has has had the 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 opportunity to learn where he was wrong, mm. but also has had the privilege of seeing that his cousin realize where Eric was right. 
And with that grace, he can use that compassion for the rest of the world to help him be the best Black Panther that we could get going forward. Hmm. Mike, what do you got for me? Oh, man. I, I mean, I think I think Mbaku uh, lived the culture. Um, I think you need a leader leader who is embedded in the culture 100% of the time. And yeah, obviously, you know, T'Challa was kind of more in the, uh, obviously, the ritzier area of Wakanda and stuff like that. But regardless, it's... Mbaku is there. He has lived there his entire life. Um, he understands the the culture, the, the country, the, you know, just <clears throat> what the black Panther stands for and what, what the black Panther means to, to this people group. And so I think he's a better suited fit, um, than Killmonger. I, I really want to hear Robbie's argument because I don't know if I have an argument against Shuri. Um, so I think Robbie just has to convince you to be honest. Sure. Shuri is the, the right answer. Because uh, Cicero was talking about blood right. She's literally the princess, for one. Like that, that right there already gives you the in that I think I need. Plus, she's battle tested. I, I talked about that at the beginning. Um, she's also the chief of scientific research for Wakanda. So she is obviously, like Mike was saying, for, uh, oh gosh, I don't want to butcher his name, uh, Mbaku. Mbaku. He, she's she's living this life and she's never lived anything besides this life. Obviously, she's, she is living the ritzier side of Wakanda. Uh, Mbaku is, you know, on, a little bit on the rougher side. So there's there's a difference there. But I think Shiri knows the ins and outs and is obviously involved so much in that Wakandan world that her, you know, picking up the mantle and, and carrying it forward like her brother did is is the obvious right choice. Now I like I like Killmonger. I think Killmonger had some really good points, but we know that Killmonger's end goal was to take Wakanda versus everybody, which is not what the Black Panther is supposed to be doing. Um, so that's why I think Shuri is the best choice. Well, gentlemen, I think I think you guys have done a really great job of making my job a lot easier. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. So I will say um, to to Mike's point about uh, Mbaku being um, it just engrossed in in the in the like the the culture of the Wakandan culture and and really being well versed in it, and and that will make him a great Black Panther. We're not talking about who should be the leader of the Wakandans. We're talking about who should have the mantle of the Black Panther. And the and while th- the Wakandans are it's a country, their their foreign policy of which the Black Panther is probably the face of their foreign policy, right? Because he is their right, like he is their force for good. Uh is is in more an international role, and there's there's no one of the three people that we've mentioned who has more experience dealing with the rest of the world than Killmonger, than Eric Killmonger, um, and and in fact, you know, one could argue that the Black Panther is not just the protector of Wakanda, but he is the protector of the the 
the African diaspora around the world. And if there is any of, of the three of them that understands that mantle and understands that responsibility better than Eric Killmonger, I don't know who it is, right? Because the answer is, it's none of those people. He understands that better than anyone. That was his mission. And, and to Robbie's point, what he learned, he went to Wakanda with the mission that you had, which is we're going to go out and we're going to lash out at our oppressors, uh, you know, around the world. And what he learned from, uh, from T'Challa when he left Wakanda or, you know, at the end of his days when he was seeing the sunrise in Wakanda was that part of his mission was right was righteous and just, but the, the part of exacting vengeance amongst the, on the oppressors was not the, the right path. So understanding that you have power, right? Understanding that you have power, but, but being able to use diplomacy um, and not wield that power is even more power. And that is something that I think Killmonger was starting to understand at the end of his days. Let's go, Robbie, and then Mike, you can finish it out. Sure, he already understands <laughs> that. And you see at the end of Black Panther where she's already opening up the you know the technology connections with the right. rest of the world. Like right. she's open to that. Right. And but whoever she needs takes to be on the guy in the chair. Whoever takes on the Black Panther mantle mantle becomes a leader of Wakanda. That's how it works. So they need well, to no, know. Not how necessarily. To lead. No, not it's, necessarily it's a, because that's how it works. Because because to because T'Chaka was still the king of Wakanda, while T'Challa was had the mantle of the Black Panther, with the understanding that he would eventually become the Black Panther and the leader. Yeah, he was the heir apparent. He was the heir apparent. And the next heir apparent is, um, <laughs> it would be the next. It'd be the next male. It'd be the next male heir. <clears throat> the next male heir, which is, <laughs> is which is Eric Killmonger, because he's been r- resuscitated. <laughs> all right. Bring me home, Mike. <laughs> First of all, I lost our first argument because Black Widow is dead. So is Killmonger. So there's one. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. With great power comes great oh. Oh. delegation. <laughs> M'Baku will just get an entourage around him. Yeah. And he will delegate the ins and outs of foreign policies to them. He don't need to worry about that. He needs to focus on his people while the Believe other trusted the right choices, other trusted advisors, trusted advisors. This is not a Job situation. <laughs> yeah. It's a I Bible mean, reference. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trust people that don't know we, what they're doing. We are Christians. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mbaku could be the Black Panther, and he's got Robbie Shuri on the side. Like, he's got an entourage of people around him that will completely help him succeed in the Black Panther role. And that way he could focus on Wakanda as well as have, you know, the final say in some of these foreign policies, foreign things. And Killmonger's dead, so just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Run back to life. All right. uh, Wow. This is the tightest one yet. I will say it's hard for me to say hard no to any of these. Um, I like what you were saying about Killmonger. I kind of suspension of disbelief a little bit. I was like, yeah, he died in the most technologically advanced society in the world. So there's potential he could be alive. Um, Ultimately, though, I had to give it to Shuri 
I think you guys made a lot of good points about how it has to be to understand <laughs> right. both cultures, uh, which Killmonger <laughs> understands both cultures better than Baku. Uh, and Shuri, obviously we saw she dipped her toes in both. Uh, she had all these pop culture references that she was right. spitting at uh, Black Panther the whole time. Um, very compelling, Robbie. I liked what you guys all had to say. That one was probably the hardest yet, but I had to give it to Shuri. Thanks for uh, giving me the, the layup on the first choice. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> it. Makes it. Look, everybody else got to go first. I figured I'd give you one. Uh, especially the one that I threw you guys off guard. Um, I feel like Mbaku would has be been... hilarious as a leader, though. I just want to oh point that out. I would love it so much. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining us for this special edition of the Infinity Bros. We rocked the Test Your Might. Um we had two very special guests. I'm going to give them a chance to plug themselves here. Gentlemen, where can everybody find you? Yeah, so uh, me and Cicero, you can find us both at the 90s first um, on Twitter and all podcasting platforms, YouTube channel as well. Uh, well, sorry, YouTube, we don't have a custom link yet. So just search the 90s first and we'll, you can pull us up there. Um, that's where we... Um, we do movie TV reviews, uh, but what Cicero is on majority of the time is Test Your Might, which is our video game debate show. We take the current news happening in video games, and we create debate topics, and we debate them. Have a lot of fun over there. A lot of the shenanigans that you heard tonight, it happens every single week, uh, <laughs> but just with video games. Um, and then you can find me specifically at Stay at Home Gamer on Twitter. The O in home is a zero. Cicero, what about you, bud? Uh, yeah, well, you can find um, myself every week. Uh, I think Tuesdays is when we yeah. publish uh, for Test Your Might every week um, with those guys. But you can also find me on all social media platforms at Stubby Stan, S-T-U-B-B-Y-S-T-A-N. Um, not only am I doing Test Your Might, but I'm doing a bunch of other podcasts. Love that. Um, so, uh, yeah. So if you're interested in video games or Star Trek or pop culture or movies. Look, or man, I don't. Or, right. You might be barking up the wrong tree. I don't know if our audience is into that. Stuff, right, but. right. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, thank check you so that much. out there. Check out, check out uh, Cicero. Check out Mike. Um, check out Robbie, I guess, if you want. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much <laughs> yeah, for joining ahead. me. Um to our fans at home, if you want to check us out as well, uh, go to theinfinitybros.com. All our links are there. Listen to us wherever you find your podcast. If you get the itch to Twitch, check us out. We're doing uh, near daily streams now. We have very few days that we're not rocking it. So make sure you swing by there as well. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys 3,000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>